comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing the beginnings of another stage of human evolution. The truth is that mutants are very real, and they are among us. We must know who they are, and above all, what they can do. We're not what you think, not all of us. Who are you people? What kind of place is this? Hey everybody, welcome to Comic Book Logic. I'm your host Joe, and with me as always is my co-host Kevin. Hey. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the summer of the X-Men. Hey, was... X, X is for X-Men. Yeah, we haven't really gotten to spring yet, but we're going to no. jump the gun here and say we're going to we're going to be filling in the gaps with the X-Men movies, all 20,000 of these movies. <laughs> spring forward. Spring into, forward with the X-Men. X-Men. I don't know. It doesn't really work. It's a work in progress. I like to turn back time. Yeah. If I can fly away. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like I want to share that with our audience. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Get it? In case you haven't noticed, Kevin and I have been drinking. Our um, non-U.S. listeners are not going to understand what we're talking about, but... I think they do daylight savings time in Europe. Really? Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think there was do like... Do you guys do uh, daylight savings? Nobody's answering me. No. Oh, this is not live. No. And they have no way of We're answering me. We're not on a me. Twitch stream. We got in. We got in the podcast Twitch. game like too too late to be like popular podcast and too early to be on Twitch. <laughs> That's, That's where we true. came in. I still don't know what Twitch is. Yeah, it's a it's a thing for playing video. It's Everything to is watch people playing video games is what it is. All right. So, oh, so my mom would like it because yeah. that was what my mom used to do. She would watch me play. I think like she was doing it just to support you as a person. It was just to spend time with me because yeah. that was what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Now I don't play video games at all because I'm terrible at them. Uh-huh. I'm very good at role-playing games because I can press A. Yeah. I'm to really good at pressing A. Read through all the dialogue. Yeah. We're going to start this podcast off like we start every podcast off. Kevin, <clears throat> what did you know about a giant-sized X-Men number one? <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing whatsoever that specific, but I will say that uh, X-Men was one that obviously I was aware of. There, well, was, a, we, there was a very popular yeah. X-Men TV show, and yeah, we've definitely talked about the X-Men before. With the terrible movie Apocalypse. Have we only talked about Apocalypse? I think we've only done Apocalypse only... at this time, yeah. Really? So yeah, we have I guess the, that makes sense. So we have the three Brian Singer, well, the two Brian Singer, Brett Ratner, and then the two of the new ones with McAvoy and Fassbender. Yeah. Including uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine and X-Men The Wolverine. Yeah. I don't remember which yeah. of those I saw, but it sucked. Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, you could kind of say that for all of them. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I, the reason why I bring up Giant Size X-Men number one is because I think we did X-Men for Apocalypse. We might have just done Apocalypse, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, Giant Size X-Men number one was actually a X-Men comic published in 1975. Um, at this point in the X-Men universe, no X-Men comics had been published in five years. Huh. They kind of were like, we're done with this. We're going to do reprints for five years. <laughs> the 80s are over. No, the seventies are almost over. Seventies are over. Yeah, yeah the seventies were over. It's nineteen seventy-five. I'm sorry, I was half listening. I was looking at uh, 
he's gaming le- trading cards on your desk. Yeah. I was distracted. So, and the X-Men stopped publishing new stories in X-Men number 66, and they reprinted a bunch of stories up until X-Men 94, so they did giant size X-Men, which introduced a whole new team. It was still led by... Cyclops, the worst character that you can carry over from the original <laughs> X-Men. But it introduced a bunch of new characters, including uh, Wolverine, who had appeared in X- Incredible Hulk 181, Storm, <laughs> Nightcrawler, Colossus, Thunderbird, <laughs> Sunfire, and Banshee. <laughs> yeah, was it like a multi-ethnic team? Yeah. So like you had a Japanese, an Irish guy, a Canadian guy, a Russian guy, yeah, African girl. A veritable United Nations, yeah. you might even say. A Liberian girl. A Liberian <laughs> United Nations. Um, they had to rescue the original X-Men team, including Jean Grey, Iceman, and Angel from the living island of Krakatoa. Oh, boy. Or, or Krakoa. I'm sorry, it's not Krakatoa. Krakatoa? It's Krakoa. That's what I did earlier. I when you, when you where fell I was down going the stairs, I, you cracked your toe. I tripped on your stairs. You know, hundreds of thousands of Indonesians died, and you make a joke about cracking your toe. You had a bunch of crap on your stairs. That, Welcome that was to what my happened. house. Well... That was what happened. Welcome to my nightmare. Didn't spill much of my drink, though. No, you didn't. You priorities. held on to that pretty well. Hashtag priorities. But this was the, the, the X-Men team that defined the 1970s and 80s. Uh, it was written by Len Wein and illustrated <laughs> by Dave Cochran. They, they, it defined everything that you kind of know of what the X-Men is. And what this movie is, is this is why I brought up Giants as X-Men number one. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like '70s X-Men now, of just like the BGS like. '70s X-Men. A lot of polyester <laughs> uniforms. A lot of that. It's like uh, why is why is Wolverine sweating so much? <laughs> it's because his outfit doesn't breathe. Most of their uh, powers involve partying. <laughs> Swingers. Scott. 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 <laughs> Scott. Scott. You have one eye. One, uh, you should be Cyclops. Cyclops should be your name. Cyclops. 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 Hold on. I love this song. <laughs> ma, ma, ma. How do you like it? How do you like it? Ma, ma, ma. Ugh. Amazing. <laughs> What's Storm's power? Mescaline. <laughs> You're not the only one with gifts. Where are you going? What is this place? Anonymity is a mutant's first defense against the world's hostility. To the public, we're merely a school for gifted youngsters. Cyclops, Storm, and Jean were some of my first students. I protected them, taught them to control their powers, and in time, teach others to do the same. So, we're reviewing the 2000s movie X-Men. Oh my god, this movie's almost 20 years old. Um, let's go back in time to the year 2000. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that's, what's, you know what's, that's why you were looking up songs. You know what the number, you know yeah. what the number one song of, two, of 2000 was? Backstreet Boys? No. In sync. No. Oh, I don't know. Smooth by Santana. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that song was terrible, but it was everywhere. It was Santana. Yeah. 
you know what? Yeah. No one had heard, like, everybody in the year 2000 was like, who the hell is Santana? Right. And my they, dad was like, oh, yeah, como va? <laughs> yeah. You had to go back and find This your, was amazing. You had to go back and find that creepy uncle who only listened to Santana. My parents never did Rob any Thomas. kind of drugs whatsoever, but I'm... Both of them have attested to getting a contact high at a Santana concert. That is as that is as wild as my, you know, white bread parents ever got back in the day. It's it's shameful. Although my dad yeah. was in Nam, so he probably you know, had enough of that. <laughs> I like how your dad was in Vietnam, but he was the only soldier who your dad was Sergeant Skinner in Vietnam. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Prisoner two four six oh one. Yeah, who actually appears in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. You know what? And he's not even the one who has a number tattooed on him. So oddly well, enough, well, it's a different hot guy. Wash. Oh God, God, the year two thousand. Thomas, not even the good Rob Thomas who created so, Veronica Mars. So, the, <laughs> so people who listen who one. listen to the planet over here. Planet Arbitrary Podcast often know that one of my key, one of my reoccurring things is that the 1990s sucked. You know it's what true. sucked more than the 1990s? The year 2000. <sighs> yeah. It was like, in some ways, it was when the 90s ended. <laughs> well, it, yeah. It was definitely the capstone of, of the, the 90s. 90s. Um, I mean, I was out there listening to... Uh, you know, Kid A, Radiohead came out oh, and it was yeah. like, uh, they were, they're electronic now. Oh my God. And they, they single-handedly like reinvented the album, Wrist in Time for Napster. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, all kinds of, and then like, yeah, the Slim Shady. I was, uh, the I Slim was. Slim Shady LP came out. I, I was, was not an Eminem fan. I was, but. I was friends with a kid named Brad who opened my eyes to a lot of crazy bands out there. Yeah. Dream Theater. Manic Street Preachers. Manic Street Preachers of Stone Roses. Yeah. Yeah. We know Brad. Yeah. We met... He I, never listens to this podcast, but... We didn't meet through Brad, but... No. He was... That was... He helped, I yeah. think, bridge the gap. Anyway, we're going back. We're getting yeah. a little too personal here. So the year 2000, we have this movie called X-Men. Yeah. It starts off with a, with a virtual... With a... With a... With... with CGI. No, magical. The yeah. CGI of magic. Awful CG, 2000 CGI. Turn of the decade CGI is never good. And this was turn of the century CGI. Turn of the millennia. Turn of, well, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't like the CGI from the year 1000. No. <laughs> that was... Surprisingly holds up. Yeah. Yeah. So we start off in a concentration camp in 1944 oh, yeah. Poland. Yeah. Where we see a young man getting torn away from his parents. as all the other... Uh, Jews and, and undesirables, mm-hmm. um, non-Trump supporters of 1944 <laughs> are getting hurled, uh, herded in. They're just walking along, but the parents of this young boy right. are like, no, yeah, Eric. And then Eric's like, no. And yeah. he bends the gates. Yeah. Yeah. Without touching him. Without he touching uses him. his mind, I guess. So that goes just something's crazy is going on up here. Oh, yeah. Who's this kid? What's his deal? Then we get to another ki- young girl who's Experiencing love in her bedroom in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, Louisiana, Louisiana. <laughs> I, I don't. Okay. I don't really know if it's if it's Louisiana because I didn't see one band walking across the street playing <laughs> playing Zydeco music. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rogue uh, periodically hires uh, 
<laughs> a New Orleans jazz man <laughs> to follow her around. around. Yeah. Follows her all the way up to Canada. I'm getting yeah. ahead of us, but yeah. um, a young girl who we don't really know. Her, I don't think they know, really say her name because I, I think her name is Marie in the mm. in the comics. But well, that would make sense because she's Cajun. Suck it, suck it. Yes, it's played by a young Anna Paquin. Yeah, a dual role by Anna Paquin and the gap in her teeth are playing this part of a young girl who experiences love and sucks the life out of the boy that the first boy that she kisses. That's right. Uh, yeah, and then she's like, ah! Yeah. Which you takes, know that's right. Which takes us up to the great white north of Canada. This movie's all over the place, it? Is. isn't it? You go, you go from Poland to Louisiana to Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Oilers were playing. <laughs> or it's Alberta. I think it's Alberta, not Edmonton. Know. Well, the so, Edmonton Oilers, yes. you were right there. I, I know I'm right on that one. But I think they're in Alberta when they... When well, they... Alberta's a province. Edmonton's a city. What 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 province is Edmonton know. in? We're bad at uh, Canadian mm. geography. Is it, is, it the, uh, is it the Prince Edward Island? Is it the PEI? Yeah. Yeah? Maybe. Yeah. Nova uh, Scotia? Are no. we in the Nova Scotia? Yukon territory. <laughs> Yukon. That's all none, of it? <laughs> none of it. None of it. I'm having none of it. That's... <laughs> That's the joke. British Columbia? So, yeah. Anyway, this is one of those podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine. So, yeah, no, no, they're, they're, the Wolverine. He's in a pit fight. And, yeah. Uh, like a with cage his hair. Fight. Yeah, he and with his, his hair, hair. Are punching uh, I think the one, the one observation Kevin and I had with during this se- sequence is, is that Hugh Jackman actually looks like has he has an attainable physique. Yeah. No, he looks like Robert Mitchum back in the day. Like any of those guys where they're just like... What are you talking about? I'm the Wolverine. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at how in shape that guy is. And you look at him and he just kind of looks like French doors. And you're like, French I don't doors. understand why this guy is so wide. And <laughs> is that French Stewart's brother? Symmetrical. <laughs> no, if he was French Stewart's brother, brother he, would he would have, have the same. last name, last name. I understand. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he's punching the guy in the cage, but he's like got like metal because you hear the clang. You yeah. hear that Looney Tunes clang sound. <laughs> punches person, right? He's Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, so he punches the guy. Yeah, that yeah. you hear clang, and then you hear the birds over his head, like <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you hear that going on over the top, and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, the Acme Wolverine. The, the Acme Wolverine. And then you see that Rogue is is yeah she's she, there. She says her name is Rogue. That's her that's her new name. That's her yeah. mutant name. Yeah, that's her hitchhiking with truckers name. Because Jean Grey is in front of the United Nations, the most powerful world government, <laughs> world governing body, <laughs> right. talking about mutants. And then of course you have Senator Kelly, played by Bruce Davison. Yeah, the the infamous Bruce Davison. He's one of the that guy actors. Yeah, definitely character actor. Yeah. See him on TV and movies a lot. He's like, if you could explain to me, <laughs> like he's doing like these like third grade. The like, mutants are teaching our children. Yeah, he's like, mutant says what? <laughs> what exactly? Yeah, you know, it's like a little absurd. Time. Yeah, a little uh, melodramatic. I yeah, suppose it's like what is he, Huey P. Long? <laughs> like so they're going in front. Like what is? Is he's a senator? But why is he at the UN? Like what? It's very confusing. Yeah. What do I have to say about this? Is Brian Singer doesn't understand the way government works? No. Yeah. No, he's too busy. Well, all yeah. Right, well, we'll get that. Uh, Never mind. Uh, yeah. He was <laughs> he was busy. Let's say that. <laughs> It's not funny. Uh, no, it's not He's funny. A no, he really is a monster. Allegedly <laughs> a monster. He is an alleged monster. Yes. It's good enough for me in this podcast. Yes. 
<laughs> well, four people listen to it, so yeah, exactly. One of them is Brian Zinger. All the- oh God, <laughs> the three of you. We liked Bri- House. The three of you and Brian Singer. That's true. We do love House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, but with medicine. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, what I'm concerned about, <laughs> you know, our the mutants- United Nations will yield the floor to the senator from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you have this. It's, I mean, let's face it. the The whole thing is 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 a metaphor for the outsider, the the minority being right. being oppressed by the majority. Right. You see it at the beginning with the Nazis and the Jews. I mean, you can't get more obvious than that. No. Well, you can, and these movies will. <laughs> uh, not so much here in the two thousand feature film x-men yeah but in the 2000s we're like this this is brilliant this, this is, so, so this is just a metaphor oh, for, it's a, yeah it's a metaphor it's a simile it's i'm a, learning about this uh, in english 204 yeah so the back up in canada rogue stows aboard the wolverine's uh tr- crappy camper, camper yeah, trailer right and he's like well if you're gonna go you might as well hang out with me yeah and she's like what's your mutant name and he's like what I don't understand what you're talking about. (laughs) And meanwhile, a tree has fallen over the road. Right. And And it just crashes into it because he takes his eyes off the road. Wow, that was was completely avoidable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he should have just looked where he was going. He could have just stopped. I mean, in Canada, you really don't have to do with... uh, Well, actually, in Canada, you probably would have to watch for random moose crossings. Yeah. That's true. And random Getty Lee crossings. That's what it could have been. It could have been... Uh, he could have hit the band Rush, Kevin. Mystique <laughs> as a caribou. As a caribou. You know, just standing there, and then he hits her. <laughs> oh, no, he hit Canadian treasure Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> the cast of SCTV is lying in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh, God. Was John Candy still alive in 2000, or he had, had he died at that I point? I don't know. I think he died in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He hit Martin Short. That's why he's been yeah. missing from our national consciousness for the last 10 years. <laughs> Wolverine hit him in 2000. <laughs> Not Martin Short. Damn it. Um, no, he was in that. No, but I mean, uh, I was thinking about, uh, um, oh. what's his name? Uh, um, uh, uh, from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, because yeah. he's been gone he for the retired. last ten years. Yeah, he records the occasional album, a country album. Yeah, yeah. He, he's went the Steve Martin route, although less prolific. He won. He won a Grammy. Steve Martin's higher. He did. He Steve Martin's be, higher he profile. He beat Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> you haven't heard the last of that. All right. Anyway, back to God damn it. I'm sorry, everyone listening to this. I'm sorry. This just, is better than most of our podcasts. Let's just to the be fair. End. Skip to the end. These are two it's guys. Fine. Just have a little bit. Too much in them. Two um, guys living the dream. So apparently, Ty- ex wrestler Tyler Main had pushed down a tree, which caused yeah. a car crash. But luckily, he was saved by by a guy who shoots lasers out of his eyes and a. a hey, woman- those lasers are really good for burning through seatbelts. <laughs> and, and a woman who controls weather. Yeah. Well, that was also helpful for. Uh, Whatever it is that they were doing, you know what I hate about like Storm's powers is that they're really undefinable. Because weather is just anything. Like, can you uh, raise the humidity just a tiny bit? It's a little dry in the room. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Well, and wind is just like the pressure. Like, so could she? Does she make 
when does she control the pressure? Like you're getting really nuanced <laughs> with the science of of the climatology of what it is. Yeah, because climate is do. huge. Like on the right. planet is like climate. And it seems like it's strictly local around her, right? Yeah. She can't like control the, you know, the weather across the world from her present location. Well, or they, can she? I mean, we don't know. Well, in later comics, I know this for a fact, is that they've introduced the idea of omega level mutants, which are mutants that have really crazy powers. Like there's like alpha level mutants, which is like the guy who can make, who can, whose spit kind of is a little goopy. <laughs> right. You know, like that's their power. Or the guy who can like grow facial hair. Yeah. Like what could you do? I could grow facial hair at a given right, moment. It's, moment. it's yeah. Meg Griffin with the nails. But with the fingernails. Like yeah. the fingernails yeah. grow. <laughs> it's like I can I have the power to perspire yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, oh. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's like an alpha level. But omega level is is like I can control all of right. the weather on the planet, and that's storm. Thor <laughs> Storm can control all the weather on the planet. So I'm going to go on record right now as saying, you know what I would pick if if I could pick my superpower. Do you know what I would pick? You know what you know what I think the the best answer is. What the ability to control probability. There actually is a mutant who can do that, right? So yeah. like you know anything. You know what his name is? Longshot. He has four fingers on there both hands well, and a mullet. There you go. Oh, well, I'll see. That's good. Well, yeah. so he is there's so we're back to Canada. Yeah. You can tell because mullets, but that's the thing, right? Because then I could just be like, "What are the chances that you know two supermodels want to walk in here and you know make out with me?" And I could make that chance one hundred percent. What are you and like? Thirteen? Well, I wanna yeah. Make out with I'm trying to make this family. Trying to keep it family friendly. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you know what I actually mean. Well, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Our three listeners and yeah. Brian Singer, who turned this off because yeah. we called well, I mean, him an you alleged could always, monster. With with a, you could have like a adult film star. It only cost you one hundred thirty thousand dollars. That's true. And you could have your lawyer do it through your your website. See, no, that's the thing. It only costs you one hundred thirty thousand dollars <laughs> if you don't want her to tell anyone. Oh, uh, but you have to sign, and yeah, if I you don't forget care. to sign. I don't care. Thing, she yeah. tells. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I do not I care. I want her to tell. Right? I'm going to tell. I'm going <laughs> to tell before we're done. I'm going to be yeah. texting. Let me text him. Mid, right in the middle. Anyway, so the guy with the out. laser eyes and the and the the, the 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 woman who controls weather, get them free. And uh, next scene you see is is the Wolverine yeah, wake up. Hugh Jackman, prisoner two four six zero one. Uh, wakes up in a Best Western. <laughs> he wakes up in a Best. He's like, "Oh, this wood is mahogany." Yeah, this is this is some quality wood. This isn't just red oak. This is actual. This, this is, is a surprisingly good continental breakfast. <laughs> this is a solid hardwood floor. Ooh, a waffle maker. <laughs> Ooh, hard boiled eggs. <laughs> oh, I would not. Yeah, I would not trust the eggs. Yeah, yeah, not continental breakfast. I don't know how long they've been sitting there. I yeah. don't know when the person behind the it's desk made those. It's a hard-boiled egg. Those things go for a while. I guess. I mean, yeah. I'd be more worried about the orange juice in the orange juice machine than anything. That's true. Yeah, that that's true. probably been there for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, the Wolverine wakes up and he sees um, he's he's being scanned by Famke Jensen. Yeah, Star he is. of Goldeneye. Sure. Yeah. Star of Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. Not Pierce Brosnan. That is her movie. Well, and Alan Cummings actually shows up in the second movie as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean Bean never shows up in an X-Men movie, I don't think. It's a shame. Yeah. His name is Sean Bean. It's spelled S-E-A-N-B-E-A-N. Yeah. How come he's not Sean Bond? I don't know. How about Sheen not Bean? Sheen Bean? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nope. 
Nope. It's stupid. Language. That's what it is. Yeah. Sheffield. That's what it is. Hmm. I think he's. I think that's his accent. It's like a Sheffield accent, right? I don't know. I don't know. One of our British listeners will let us know. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, Goldeneye. Uh, Johnson. <laughs> anyway, back to our recap of Goldeneye. Back to the most beautiful woman of the year 2000, Famica Johnson. Yeah. I don't know. Her and, her and Holly Berry, that was, that's a competition right Holly there. Holly Berry, man. Yeah, I mean. Ugh. She can get it. Yeah. By the way, at this point, the movie serves two Academy Award winners. Uh, Holly Berry, who had yet to win her Academy Award. Hmm. And Anna Monsters Wong. Yeah, Monster right. Ball. Yeah. And, uh, Fom- and uh, yeah, Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin, who'd mm-hmm. won for the piano. Mm-hmm. Who'd won for Harvey Keitel's Who won for Paper Moon. Paper Moon. Sorry, I had to bring we, it up. That was a joke we made earlier that <laughs> X-Men is just a remake of Paper Moon. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. And uh, yes, he, he's been... He sk- turns out he's in the school. The, yeah, he's the in X-Men school. Yeah, the, 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 the Westchester Institute. Yeah. Uh, of of technology. Right. Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. Yes, he's a Yaleman. He's a Yaley? Yeah, exactly. Fair Harvard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a witty rejoinder for you. Yes. So Wolverine, it, it turns out that Logan, a.k.a. the Wolverine, has a mysterious metal in his body known as Adam Ant Ian. He does. Named after its founder, Adam Ant. What? Was a joke we made earlier. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a joke I can't not make. No. Kevin's the only person My... who's a fan of Adam Ant in the Midwest region. Oh, yeah. I was about, okay. I'm glad you added that because I was about to be like, our three British listeners who are going to correct us on the Sheffield accent are all Adam Ant fans. I think they have a statue of Adam Ant in uh, Trafalgar Square. They'd better. Yeah. All the squares. The various better squares. Statue of Adam Ant. They all have Adam Ant statues. Better than a Gary Glitter statue. Yeah, um, that's true. We've got that. <laughs> that's that's not good either. No. Um, no, he's, yeah. No, we don't talk about him anymore. And there, and then we learn that Professor, that a man named Professor X has formed a team called the X Men, AKA mut- Wheels. Yes, a a team of mutants who use their powers for good to help yeah. people. Sure. And they, he formed a school to teach kids who have mutant powers how to use their powers for good. Now, as Kevin pointed out, people with red hair are technically mutants. <laughs> do no, I get to go as so, a redhead myself? Do I get to go to West? The- what I was saying is that the I just think it's absurd that the <laughs> idea that we're supposed to accept that the DNA that the, the people are mutants because their DNA like randomly changes just enough so that what you've got laser eyes? Like, no, that doesn't. It would be like your mutant po- your mutant ability would be yeah it would be like your hair color yeah or something to that effect or your susceptibility to certain types of cancer he will t- he will take any mutant except albinos because they're weird yeah well <laughs> apparently <laughs> didn't see a single one no, I'm saying not, not as that. a one black person yeah. in Professor X's well storm school for the gifted oh that's true too that's right there was a there was a there was an extra person i was thinking like keep all forgetting the kids. that holly berry is black <laughs> no i was thinking of the kids but yeah you're right she's technically a student as well well she's an adult at this point she's an adult student so it's a community college <laughs> it's a community <laughs> 
I can say that because my wife works at one, and she loves when I make jokes about community colleges. I can attest to this. It's fine. She doesn't care. It's a community, the X-Men community college <laughs> for mutants who really don't know what to do with their life. Continuing education students. Oh, we don't. We don't take credits from <laughs> the X-Men school for the gifted. We, do, we don't. No. We do not take credits. Those do not it transfer. Goes, it goes back to our idea of the Mexican X-Men, the Mex-Men. The <laughs> Who we were thinking of it as like Hogwarts, yeah. where it was like that's why there are no people of color is because they all have their own yeah it's school a, they in get various their, parts of the world. The, it's like English is a second language classes at the Xavier Institute. Exactly, it's Hogwarts. It's all Hogwarts. Yeah, this is the Canadian X Men uniform. Yeah. The Canadian X Men team, by the way, I don't. I know you don't know this, and our listeners no. might know this is a team called Alpha Flight, which is made up of Canadian superheroes. Oh God. Including the uh, the character of Sasquatch, oh, God. who's a Bigfoot, um, North Star, who's technically the first gay superhero, uh, LGBTQ well, right. superhero, sure, North Star, and Snowbird. Yeah. Wolverine was actually offered a membership of Alpha Flight because he is Canadian. Yeah, yeah, but he he did not accept it. No, I wonder why. Yeah, because <laughs> their leader's name was Vindicator. Yeah. You know, he's not an Avenger. He's a Vindicator. He's vindicated. Is what he is. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, We're only like four minutes into this movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we learned that uh, that Rogue is now is now enrolled in the. Yeah, Xavier's. she's taking classes already. How long has he been out? Yeah, I mean, she's taking classes. She's like studying for midterms. Like, <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> she's missed half the classes. Who knows right. how long that? No. Like, did her credits transfer over? I don't like, even know what class she's in. And Xavier's teaching a class on, like, eyesight or something or other. It, yeah, like, there was a big uh, eyeball on there. There was only, like, like four he, people. Teaching, is he teaching optics? No, there was, like, four people sitting around his desk. I don't think that's a class. Who else is teaching classes at Storm? Teaching, does she have a degree? Storm does teach a class. We yeah, saw it. Does she She's a, teaching Rogue's class. Does she, have, does she have a teaching degree is what I'm asking. Um, Kevin, I went to school for eight years for my teaching degree. Well, yeah. okay, I only went to school for four years for my teaching degree, but I have four extra years for my master's degrees. Do, does she? Did she go to school to get her master's degree? Does she officially list this by the state of New York? No, and now you know why their credits don't transfer. <laughs> That's because their teachers are not qualified. What is, is this Oral Roberts? Yeah. Is, is this one of those exactly. Christian colleges? They advertise on uh, on television and <laughs> baseball games. Is this ITC Tech? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They take welding classes. <laughs> take That's wel- actually smart. I mean, there's a I high mean, demand. Could, yeah, there's a high demand for that. I mean, there is this the demand for conditioning, the supply, yeah. HVAC, and uh, yeah, welding. Those, yeah. That's what you go Car into. Repair. Here. Yeah. That's what you go into here. Then no, they don't teach any of those classes. She's like teaching, vocational. Like, do they teach English? Like, these kids are all high school level. Like, are they are they taking their basic ex- like English classes? They have no. four years of English, three years of math. They're not reading Beowulf. Joe. They're not reading Beowulf. No, why not? Yeah, because it's terrible and it's better off forgotten. It's like it's like Harry Potter. It's like it's it's the Hogwarts problem. Yeah, it's like you have all of these wizards who are taking all of these classes. Are they taking English? No, no one's are learning they taking math. math. No, no one's learning math. math. That's like there's the basics your problem. of it. Like, okay, I'm taking necromancy 101. Great, I can raise the dead, but I can't do my my taxes. What's no. the point of this? No, well, I don't. Do you have to do your taxes in the UK? I who knows? Again, this is another <laughs> answer for our British <laughs> listeners. I don't know why we keep deferring to you. On yeah, I, I mean, we're putting a lot on you in this episode. Yeah, all I mean, three of you. Home ec. I mean, do they have any of those classes? Home ec. I, there's home ec classes. Uh, do they have health? Do they have the sex ed? They do not have health. No. Uh, do they have Scott Summers teaching home economics? No. 
Uh, so we get to meet the X-Men team, which at this point is Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops, played by James Marsden. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't look any different than how he looks in this movie? No. We have Jean Grey, who doesn't have a code name. No. Marvel Girl, I think technically is her, her, her code name. Mm-hmm. She's a psychokinetic mm-hmm. um, individual. Mm-hmm. She's the doctor. She has a doctorate, I guess. Sure. Yeah, she was the one examining Wolverine, so she kind of looks like she knows what she's doing. We have um, Storm, played by Holly Berry. Yes. Academy Award winning Holly Berry. Mm-hmm. This is before she did Swordfish and everyone saw her naked. Um, and that's the team, led by Professor X, the guy in a wheelchair, played by Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Who at that point is best known for Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise and Star Trek The Next Generation. That's right. By the way, I know we're like removed from it, but... In 1989, the name Star Trek The Next Generation, no one thought and said, like, sounds kind of (laughs) dumb. Like, we get it. Like, it's the next generation of Star Trek, but we have to put that in the name. Well, we didn't we put it in... uh, Oh, no, that was... uh, I was going to say Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah. (laughs) Same idea, right? Degrassi High. Yeah. The next generation. That's it. Yeah, that was Degrassi. That was a little later. Yeah, I think they that might have been the, the next 90s. generation also. I don't know. Yeah. We have to contact our contact Drake. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, go back to Canada. Talk about he's a member of Alpha Force. Drake. Drake is a member of Alpha Force. <laughs> <laughs> Representing the six. Representing the six. <laughs> no one calls it the six, Drake. That's a thing only you do. <laughs> the six is a thing. No, it's not Drake. <laughs> he's going to go cry now. It's the Drake thing. On my cell phone. So yes, that we got. We got. Uh, that's that's our team. And as 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 I pointed out to Kevin, none of the people in this movie look eighteen years old. No, younger. They all look like this. They all still look like it's James crazy. Marsden in Westworld. Still looks like James Marsden in the yeah. year two thousand. Eighteen years is a long time. I know. I mean, like, I look at myself and I'm like, I don't. I look very different from eighteen years I know. ago. I look at myself God. and I'm like, what happened, to you man? You used yeah. to be cool. You've... No, no, you I didn't. Cool. No, no, not at all. Um. So that's that's our excellent team. Um. In the meantime, we have Senator Kelly, as played by Bruce Davison, as we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, being kidnapped oh. by the League of Evil Mutants. No! The League of Evil Mutants. Tyler Maine, playing by playing Sabretooth, mm-hmm. um, claimed to fame IP'd next to Sabretooth at the Chicago Wizard World in 2001. Yeah. Uh, Toad, played by Ray Park, best known at this point for uh, Darth Maul in Star, in Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Nice. Also saw him at the adult hentai booth at Wizard World in probably the early 2000, 2003, 2004. Hmm. Um, we have uh, Mystique, played by Rebecca Romaine at yeah. this point. Not Rebecca Romaine Stamos, but we're close to that era. Ah. Yes. Yeah. And Magneto, or Magneto. Magneto. Mm-hmm. Played by Ian McKellen. Who would later go on to play Gandalf yes. in three of the Hobbit movies? <laughs> Only. Only the three Hobbit movies. Right. They are the League of Evil Mutants. And they kept they kidnap Bruce Davison and put him in a machine that mutates him. But sure. it's an artificial mutation, which means Right. Basically not, they gave him cancer. That's gave, what they did. They gave, That's they gave, what that means. They gave him leukemia and uh or lymphoma, I think is right. what you said. Yeah. 
and he uh, he doesn't survive. Hodgkins or non-Hodgkins, it doesn't matter. At this point, they changed his DNA, and they made him a jelly monster. Yeah, they made him a jelly monster, and he's able to escape his prison. And because he wants to start the Mutant Registration Act. Right. Because this will be a thing through this is like the thread, right? This is the this is the key, like thematic, symbolic, literary, what have you. Now they never really say this is what the X-Men is what all political about. party Senator Kelly is. But we can kind of assume he's a white guy with a vaguely southern accent who wants to register people. Yeah. Worst case, he's one of those Southern Democrats that don't really count. I don't think they exist anymore, man. No, they, they certainly don't now, but, you know. Maybe in 1964. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pre-Civil Rights <laughs> Amendment, right? Yeah, Civil exactly. Rights Act. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There must be some kind of way out of here. That's right. That's how we know we've traveled <laughs> to the 60s. 60s. Because <laughs> Jimi Hendrix is playing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we, it's very clear that he is not speaking on behalf of, uh, you know, inclusion and uh, assimilation. No, he is. He's definitely um, on the right side of politics. <laughs> yeah, he, he. Well, and when we and again for our British listeners, because don't you guys flip flop it, right? No, like no, no, the left the same, wing. It, no, 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 it's the same it? thing. Oh, okay, it's the same. Somebody flip flops it. Because I, it, I get confused maybe, with the with the global politics. In, in, but it all goes from the French because the French had they're the racist ones. The Republicans and the right wing with us, they're yeah. the racist ones. That's all you need to know. Because if you you have to go back to the first Republic of the French, where they had the all the tennis courts. Because you'd sit on the right side if you're more conservative, on the left side if you're more liberal. Oh, and that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're left, you're you're liberal. If you're right, you're conservative. Right. Goes to the tennis courts. Yeah. I, I, that's all I remember from. That's interesting. From my U.S. history class. Snuff boxes. Suck <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so so that um. Comes down to. So you're a, you're if you're a mutant, you have to be registered according to the Mutant Registration Act. Right. But if you're a gun owner, it's okay. Um, <laughs> no registration. No registration. No. No. Not at all. So they he turns into a jelly monster and he 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 plops out of of his prison and Magneto's like, oh John, he got away. Yeah, but he didn't get far. No, obviously he's he's just hanging because uh, outside of his cell, once he got out of those bars, it was just a straight drop. To the water, you know, to the ocean, From, to the volcano layer, to the ocean. <laughs> right. So the he's one like, thing about "There this... you are, hello." The one thing that I appreciate about this movie, and you you pointed this out in the movie, is it's very comic booky. There's oh, no, yeah, because this is the first comic book movie. I will I will put it down there, and this is the first comic book movie in terms of the modern comic book movie that that was defined by the MCU yeah. in 2008. Right. This is 2000. This is the prototype comic book movie. Right. I I, I would say and, and maybe we can get into this or maybe we'll get into this later, but I would say you had modern movies, you know, the best we really had first wave was the Richard Donner Superman movies. Yeah. Right? And then you had the Tim Burton Batman movies. And then, like, a so that, whole lot of nothing, because we were even kind of talking about it, like, after those kind of got ridiculous, you know, by the third and fourth movies, that, you know, all that we could really get comic book movie-wise 
in the 90s was, you know, the sort of R-rated obscure comics that nobody really cared about. The Blade that we talked about. Um, Tank Girl. Tank Girl, Spawn, Spawn, which we haven't talked about yet. But The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, they were part of the third wave comic book movie. <laughs> right. All of these ska movies. <laughs> these ska, ska comic book, the ska comic book movies. Have um, you ever been close to Spawn, my friend? <laughs> anyway. Um... Yeah, so this was like, you know what, we're going to spend a lot of money, we're going to get big name actors and Anna Paquin, and we're going to... (laughs) Anna Paquin was probably the biggest (laughs) name in this movie. In all honesty, Anna Paquin was the only one who had won an Academy Award at this time. Yeah, Patrick Stewart was TV, right? He was known for TV. Well, I don't know if Ian McKellen was big. Ian McKellen was a stage actor at this point. Right, in... Right, he had movies, done. I think he had done apt know. pupil maybe at this point, maybe apt pupils later. Um, yeah, I think that might have even been later. That might have been 01, 02, like right yeah. around that time. It was and around no. the time he was doing well because he did fellowship. Uh, no, apt pupil was eighty nine, uh, ninety eight. So it was oh, apt pupil okay, right so before yeah, that. so it was earlier than I thought. So yeah, so he was kind of becoming a name. Uh, Hugh Jackman, I don't know. I mean, it's hard Hugh, to no, think Hugh Jack- about. Hugh at the Jackman time was unknown at this time because all these guys were. Huge Jack huge man. now. And it's hard to yeah. remember a time like 18 years ago when it's like we might not. I mean, I would say like these people are this, what they're doing. After this movie, Holly Berry goes on to Monsters Ball, becomes an Academy Award winning actress. Then she does Gothica. Um, <laughs> then you have Pat- yeah. Patrick Stewart just becomes. Well, a, and Catwoman. Yeah. Let's not forget Catwoman. Well, she did it the same year as Monsters Ball because she won the Razzie and the Academy Award at the same time. There you go. She accepted the Razzie with her Academy Award in hand. Nice. Uh, Patrick Stewart is, you know, just always has the geek cred. He did Dune and he's Captain Picard. You can't argue with that. No. James Marsden Marsden does, um, he does a couple B movies and then he does Westworld, which he's best known for now. Mm-hmm. Um, Famke Johnson had already done Goldeneye, so she might be considered a bigger name, like probably the second biggest name at this point. Maybe. Yeah, and I don't know. Wise, it's interesting. I mean, it's just interesting to think about Ray who Park these people pro- were. Ray Park is probably more famous than most of the people in this movie. <laughs> Hugh Jackman did nothing at this point. Hmm. I mean, it, it, some obscure. I think he did British, I was just saying, like, Australian, Australian television. So, Australian television. Yeah, maybe and stuff that act, we don't know. I think actually he had done at this point. I think Oklahoma during the British, you know, the the Australian touring company of Oklahoma. He played Curly. I think was the big thing he had done before this. God, I hate Oklahoma. There's a bright golden haze on the Ugh. meadow. There's I a hate Oklahoma with a surrey on, on top. That's what I. That's how much <laughs> I hate corn it. Is as high as an elephant's eye. Now I'll say and this it looks though. Like it's climbing clear of, up to the sky. I love Oklahoma. It's hard to really. I love it's Oklahoma. Hard to imagine these movies without Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman because he's so I it's going to be, you know, woe be unto whoever tries to take up the mantle of Wolverine at this point. Like, woe to that person. It's been almost 20 nigh on 20 years and woe be unto him. Uh, O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A <laughs> no. Oklahoma Stop it Stop it Oklahoma Where a hand comes creeping up your leg <laughs> Okay Wow So I did a lot of theater When you I was growing did. up And There was a lot of um, uh, 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 Not homophobia But it's more like the acceptance of And <laughs> there was a lot it, of jokes Joe, Joe <laughs> Is what? it 
Is it Oklahoma phobia? <laughs> it was a, and the the jokes just stick with you, folks. Yeah, the jokes just stick with you. It's funny, anyway. Um, he really, I mean, he embodies that character at this point. I mean, in this movie, what would you say? Like, do you does he? I mean, he. This is. I. I, th- I really think it's it's X two that defines it. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say like here. I don't really get a too much of a sense of anyone except maybe, you know, Professor X and Magneto. <laughs> you know, they they uh, they do a fairly well job. But the thing with uh, with with uh, Hugh Jackman in this character is. No one wanted Hugh Jackman to play this character. Hugh Jackman is a six foot tall guy, two hundred pound guy. Uh, um, Wolverine is like supposed to be really short. He's supposed to be like five foot. Yeah, and he's supposed he's to be got like, that like short man kind of complex. Exactly. Like, you want to fight about it? Like, <laughs> like, what do you really want to fight about it? What's the problem? Like, <laughs> you don't like me because I'm short? Yeah. No, it's he. That's what he's supposed to be, but. All of a sudden, you have this movie where it's like Hugh Jackman is this gigantic man. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so I guess that's okay. So no one really accepted it till the sec. excuse me, till the second movie where they really define that character, especially what they do with Rogue and a lot of the other stuff, where he becomes kind of this mentor figure. Mm-hmm. And they do a, lo- a little bit of that where he's like, get out of my truck. And they right. le- he leaves her there and he's like, ah, right, get in the truck. Yeah, I gotta go back. You like uh, Rush? My conscience. You, know. <laughs> you ever listen to Tom Sawyer? Change your life, man. Jagged little pill. Jagged That's what it's all pill. about. <laughs> this song defined my 94. My 94 and my 95. <laughs> you know, Shania Twain's Canadian. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> this best-selling song and best-selling album, 93. Yeah. Um, Wolverine's heart will go on. <laughs> Celine Dion. Yeah, no, Wolverine, Wolverine's not. He's no, not lower I Canadian. Know. He doesn't care about those French Canadians. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's he's all about the the upper Canada. He doesn't care about the Maritime provinces or French Canada. He's, yeah, yeah, he doesn't care about any of that. But so I mean, <laughs> that's essentially the plot of the movie, right? Like, there's really not even a recap because it's just like the bad guys kidnap the senator and they're trying to influence. Yeah, the senator the gets so the senator gets mutated and right. dies. And then, then they're going to kill the UN, right. or they're going to mutate the UN, right? The governing body like, of the world, yeah. Like, who cares? Who, yeah, it's, it's like, ambassadors at this point. <laughs> it's not; they're not anybody. What you no say? Leaders. Who's in charge of the UN at this point? Is it Ban Ki Moon? I was right. like, I think it's Butros Butros Gali. Maybe I don't even know. I can't even remember that far. It's yeah. like who cares? Yeah, it's it's a point. It's a bunch of like what I said. As I said, like, what are they going to do? Put sanctions on mutants. <laughs> the mutants, I guess. They don't really have any authority at this point. It's all, you know, recommendations and suggestion. Yeah. Innuendo. Innuendo. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like, it's not like there's like, there's, the, the, there's a bunch of people saying, like, we want to put official sanctions on Yemen. Right. Yeah. It, okay. Ah, that's fine. I could be the United Nations uh, ambassador to the UN, and I could probably do better as most of the people in the United States. Sure. Why yeah. not? Who cares? Yeah. Joe. It's fine. You uh, ambassador to the UN, Joe. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Hola. It's Joe. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. No. Uh, yeah, that would be me, and it was it, not. So they 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 stop him. 
they stop this whole Magneto's going to mutate all of the people, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, they capture him and put him yeah. in a plastic prison. So it's that cool that we 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 got to mention that cool scene where the the cops are all outside, right? Like oh, the SWAT yeah. team. That's that's the train sequence, the train right. the train station and where then, Rogue is trying to get away because she used her mutant powers on Wolverine and and Iceman. The guy who goes by the mutant name Iceman is telling yeah. her what to do. Right, exactly. The yeah. guy from uh, Top Gun. Yeah. It's... Right. Uh, yeah. He's like, uh, you, you should use your powers against mutants. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah. Wait, wait. I have to do that in the oh. weird, oh, no. <laughs> her southern fake. Yeah. Southern. This is Anna Paquin, who does a, a Louisiana accent. And this movie and True Blood, and doesn't do it well in either. Sucky. 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 <laughs> that movie, that show's terrible. It was pretty bad, yeah. I was with it for the None first, like, two thing. seasons, and then we got, like, I was kind of with it, because it was, it was kind of goofy, the only but thing, then, the oh only, my god. The only thing I liked is the fact that they kept so calling him Vampire Bill. Vampire Bill. Bill because that's Vampire Bill. That is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they didn't call him Bill. It just Bill. it got it gets so progressively. I don't know that I made it much into the third season. I, I, I really don't know. My wife was really in. Diana was really into True Blood. So bad. Yeah. So with the uh, the train sequence, well, she uses her powers against Wolverine because Wolverine's having night terrors. He's like cobras, right. ah, cobras, ah. and he stabs her in the in the right. chest. And she's like, "Oh, use my powers to heal myself." So she touches him, and then Iceman's like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't use your powers." And she's like, "My powers are touching people. Kills them. Right. I, I can't really control yeah, this. This is it. This is the best case scenario for my powers. Yeah." So screw you, Ice, Ice Man. Man. The guy who could control temperature of water. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Who cares? Good for you. Do you can you freeze people when you touch them? No. Well then screw you, Ice Man. And why not? Humans are what? Ninety percent water? However that seventy five percent water. No, that's the yeah. earth is seventy five percent water. Whatever. Oh, We're a lot of water. water. There's you a lot of water around. Water. Yeah. You could freeze that water. It'd be great to have for Ice my Man. for my, my drink. Hey, Iceman. Yeah. Give me a top off. You know, freeze it. <laughs> Thanks, um, Iceman. You can go now. <laughs> you can go now. Um, yeah, he, he, that's, he, so she goes, runs off and goes on a Greyhound bus or, or a train or whatever, and Magneto right. kidnaps her to use to power the mutation machine. And, and, and like, and it's very comic booky. It's, it's like so who cares? stupid because then you have a mystique going and putting the the black goop inside of the cerebro, which is or the the exposition machine, as I like to call it, <laughs> where Professor X explains like this is cerebro allows me to see all of the mutants and all of their powers and blah 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 blah, and then he uses it and he gets like a migraine <laughs> from the black. Right, and he's goop. like, oh, no, I fell down. I need Advil immediately. You know? I fell down. It's like why. Why, why? Why? I don't. I don't understand. Why, why did you just happen? shoot him? Why did you just shoot, shoot him in the him head? Man. I don't understand. Why these people are dicking around with like so, I'm gonna do then, this and thing? And then Jean goes to fix the cerebro. Right. She opens it up and, and she's like, "Oh, there's black, black goop in goop. here," and she pushes a button and it's gone. And then she pushes the thing in the head, and Scott's like, "No!" <laughs> it's, and then she gets a migraine. And it's like. Wait, I don't understand. What's the point of all of Dumbest this? Dumbest crap. Just, Dumb. Just shoot <laughs> him in the head. Doesn't make any sense. Just shoot him in the head. Uh, anyway, James Marsden went on to be in Westworld, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good show. 
It's yeah. The first right. season was pretty solid. It was all right. It yeah. had RoboCop in it. It sure did. Peter Weller. I liked it. He got shot at the end of the first season. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It turned out to be McPoyle from the Always oh, Sunny in Philadelphia. They're the same character. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then so at the end of the movie, uh there's the big climax is on the the Statue of Liberty. Of course it where is. The, where the X-Men flying the, their jet have to fight the League of Evil Mutants. Yeah. Um, Rebecca Romaine Stamos uh, disguises herself as Wolverine, and they have a fight. Oh, yeah, Wolverine fight. Yeah, the Wolverine, Wolverine fight. Wolverine versus Wolverine. And then he, Wolverine cuts off the claws of the fake Wolverine. Yeah. But what were those claws? Were they, like, skin? Was that, like, skin he cut off? Like, her skin? Spun sugar. <laughs> Spun sugar. It was Actually, a, yes. It was fondant. It was hard. It was fondant, exactly. Sheer breeding power. Her, all of her, her fake stuff is made out of fondant. Right, exactly. That's the thing. Mystique it looks was cool. The, Mystique, tastes terrible. Mystique was the original cake boss. <laughs> cake boss. Remember cake boss? <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. I'm the cake boss. This is the cake boss. <laughs> Remember when uh, what's his face used to do cake boss? I, that's Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Jesus Christ. Paul F. Tompkins, not Paul Thomas Anderson, the director of uh, Phantom, Phantom Thread. Thread. No, Paul F. Tompkins. Sorry, different Paul. Yes, does the cake I, boss. I do. Uh, so, several of my terrible impressions are all just from Paul F. Tompkins, including yeah. my cake boss. Cake boss. Cake boss. I'm the boss of cakes. <laughs> Stupid concept. Yeah. Um. Yes, he, he cuts off like part of her body. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um. Then Toad gets struck by lightning in the worst comic book line of all time. I I gotta mention it in the recap because. It's it's famous. Like when Holly Berry comes out there and she's like, you know what happens when a toad gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens when anything else does. And yeah. the lightning strikes him, and then that's it. Yeah. Written by Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. writer director of Avengers and Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Mm. And then they're they're like Wolverine, go get Rogue. So they send him up to the top of the the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. and Cyclops shoots Magneto with his laser eyes. And Wolverine saves Rogue, and he puts her bare hand to his face, which allows her to live. Yeah. In a Because in all these movies, you have to have something that happens in Act 2 that happens in Act 3, so that you know that Act 2 and Act 3 are related. <laughs> I mean, because you got to have that. Because like, if, if, if Wolverine had just put her hand to his face, everyone in the theater would be like, what? He could have done that the entire time? I wish they had done that in Act 2 so that we would have known. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they had just done it in Act 2, they would have been like, well, this is useless. Why couldn't they have done that in Act 3 so that it would yeah. come back later? Never happened again. Never stupid. happened again. It was stupid. Exactly. So you, there's a symmetry in it. It's so dense. Multi-layers. Mm-hmm. The script. That's the genius of uh, alleged monster Brian Singer. <laughs> alleged monster Brian Singer. <laughs> So Magneto is is uh, arrested and put inside of a plastic cell. Right, because he has no powers over plastic. <laughs> no powers over plastic. Um, he if only someone had if only he had powers over petroleum, yeah, be a different thing <laughs> exactly. altogether. Yeah, then that's it. Then he can control all that oils and plastics and <laughs> his all that skin fish, would, his fish sk- in the ocean that his, have eaten plastic. Yeah, his skin would be perfect if he had control over all that stuff. That's true. Yes. 
<laughs> dermal abrasions. It's so perfect. Oh. Yes. So he's inside inside the plastic cell, and him and 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 Professor X are playing chess, and then yeah. he pushes over the king, and it right. symbolizes something. <laughs> Notes. <laughs> this movie was in the works since 1984. Pretty close. I think it was 89, 90. Uh, you know who was originally attached to direct this movie in the 90s for Orion Pictures? Hmm. Uh, Catherine Bigelow. Oh. Academy Award winner Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. Yeah. Oh, no. She, did she win for The Hurt Locker? Mm, I don't know. It was the Osama Bin Laden movie she won for, right? Did she do that one? Yeah, I think she did. Zero Dark Thirty? Yeah, I think that's what she won for, right? Mm. I that don't could remember. Be. Who cares? It was a dumb movie. It wasn't anyway. Point Break. It was a Point Break, which Should was have the been best Point Break. Yeah. Um, or that mountain climbing movie she did. Cliffhanger? Like K-9. Oh, no. Did she do The Widowmaker? K-9, she The Widowmaker. I think she K-9, The Widowmaker was a submarine movie, Kevin. <laughs> no. No, it's K-9, The Widowmaker was... K-2 was oh, the movie. Oh, different movie. K? Yeah, K-9... Different numbered K? I think K-9, The Widowmaker was the Russian submarine movie with with, with uh, um, Han Solo as the Russian captain doing the terrible Russian accent, oh. if I'm not mistaken. No, this wow. movie's been in the works for a long time. They wanted it for Orion Pictures oh, back K-19. in the... K-19. I just looked it up. Widowmaker. I'm sorry. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Either I'm a little way. drunk, but I was more right than you no, were No, you right. were definitely closer. Exactly. <laughs> Good Lord. Why were there so many K-number movies in the 90s? I don't understand. Who knows? Uh. Um, this movie was offered to a couple of different people uh, first. I know Brett Ratner, who eventually went on to direct X3, X-Men United, was originally offered the, the director, as well as Robert Rodriguez, director oh. of the Spy Kids movies. Yeah, Exactly. The most successful movies that Robert Rodriguez has ever done. Yeah. Um, but eventually it went to uh, alleged monster Brian Singer, who had done at that point The Usual Suspects, which is a movie you can watch about twice and still enjoy it. After the third time, you're like, ah, I get it. Yeah, I don't need to. This is all about, this is the twist. The movie is the buildup to the twist, and that's it. What a twist. Yeah. Yeah. With other alleged monsters. No. With actual monster Kevin Spacey. Right. Yeah. Ah, oh, Kaiser Soze. And then people will tell you, trust me, going to college in the 2000s and having to listen to people talk about how awesome The Usual Suspects was and Fight Club and uh, Boondock Saints makes you want to tear your eyes out. You know what else he directed in between The Usual Suspects and X-Men? What? Previously mentioned on this podcast. Apt pupil. Apt pupil. Yeah, I know he directed Apt pupil because yeah. that's how you got Ian McKellen on there. Right. That was be. I thought that was before Usual Suspects, but I guess not. Yeah, right in between. Uh, casting wise, I they this movie was a mess. This movie was a movie by committee. They wanted to get all different types of mutants in there. They wanted to get all different types of cast in there. 
probably the biggest casting choice was they originally wanted Dugray Scott, star of Mission Impossible 2, on hmm. I2, to be Wolverine. But he had to opt out, and they got unknown hmm. at the time Hugh Jackman. They originally wanted Russell Crowe. But as we know, in the year 2000, what did Russell Crowe do? He won the Academy Award for Gladiator. And then he went on yeah. to star in A Beautiful Mind. Right. By, and he was going to be like the it, big guy at yeah. that point. And then he punched a, a hotel concert concierge with a phone. With a phone. That and, was the thing. Yeah. And then he kind of went down. And then he had that affair with Meg Ryan, who was America's sweetheart, because she was married to um, uh, the guy from Dragonheart. I can't think of his name. But anyway, yeah, he broke up that marriage, which caused a lot of problems. Richard so, Gere. No, not Richard Gere. <laughs> I just like saying Richard Gere. No. No, no. I don't remember. Quaid? <laughs> Dennis Quaid. There you go. Yes, he was, she was with Dennis Quaid at the time, <clears throat> which caused the breakup, which everyone was like, oh, that Russell Crowe. Homewrecker? Yeah. I don't care about proof of life anymore. I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> I just... I, <laughs> Proof of life. Nice. Go back to your band, 30-odd feet of grunt. <laughs> That's, that is their name. I like Drunk Joe a little bit better because he can remember really obscure facts about people. That was, yeah. That's a deep pull. So they got relative unknown, as I said, who was in the touring company of Oklahoma. Yeah, not Hugh much. Jackman. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they brought him in. And the they... greatest showman, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Right. Circus the Musical. That's how I like to call it. Yeah. Well, you've never seen that movie. I haven't seen it. You no. haven't seen that No. Movie. You haven't seen Australia yet. No one's seen The Greatest Showman yet. No one has seen it. A couple of people saw it. Hugh Jackman's known for two things at this point. Musicals. Yeah. And the X-Men. Right. Yeah. And that's how he gets all his money from X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then he does, like, Les Miserables, the musical. Yeah. Kevin only knows one song for that. I no, I only know the one Jean Valjean song. Yeah. That's the thing. I couldn't remember any of the other songs that he's not in. I only know Les Miserables because that is uh, my wife's favorite thing. All right. So the movies. So the show starts off with a bunch of people working in the work camp. Like, <laughs> look down, look down. Oh no, Don't I look them know in the, the Les Mis because yeah. I. I mean, yeah. At she, the end of the day, there's another day older. At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. <laughs> And the righteous hurry past. They can hear so the little ones so crying. So then he meets up with Master of the House, anyway, Professor uh, X. He wasn't the Master of the House. <laughs> that was Monsieur Thenardier. He was the master of, uh, you know, his weird, dumb school. <laughs> he was the master of <laughs> For nerds. Uh, yeah, so they, they casted a, a bunch of, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is you have to hand it to... Brian Singer and the producers of this movie, they got an extraordinary cast for this movie. Um, as we said, you know, Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Romaine, Anna Paquin, Patrick Stewart, James yeah. Marsden, Holly Berry, right. uh, Ray Park, with the exception of Tyler Maine, every, and, uh, Ian McKellen, everyone in this movie is a huge star by now. Like, the, the amount of money to get this cast together, again was insane for X-Men 2, Days of the Future Past. Because yeah. that's, that's the last time they were all together. Um, that And this movie was Gangbusters, which basically ushered in, I guess, what you would call the second wave of comic book movies, um, starting in the year 2000. 
I, I would you say that's fair? Like first wave is like is Superman all the way up until like the fourth Batman movie. Yeah, well, and that's well, second we were just, wave. Right, when we were just talking about that. Like the the eighties in general didn't have much. No, like it was it was the Superman four. The quest it was for like peace kind of killed it. It was too like really successful in the beginning that petered out by the fourth movie. Right, it was Superman was huge. Diminishing returns, a joke by the fourth movie. And then Batman, huge, yeah. a joke by the fourth movie. Then we're not going to even really talk about it, except for again, you know, these uh, these kind of obscure comics, R rated or PG thirteen to mostly R rated. You know, the movies we talked about. This was like, and and so you have to think it was a big gamble, and it's it's tempting to look at, you know, this is a not quite a dry run for the MCU, but this was definitely like testing the public's uh, patience, I guess, and and our appetite for movies like this. So I I remember this quite vividly, because it was like when I was really getting the movies, like 1999, I was just in college. Mm -hmm. Um, You have this announcement that, hey, they're doing X-Men and they're doing Spider-Man. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, they're doing X-Men and Spider-Man! You know, this is gonna be amazing! This is the most serious undertaking of a comic book experience ever! Finally, comic books will be respected! <laughs> um, they do, and they do both. We've already covered Spider-Man quite well, and then they already, uh, they started doing uh, X-Men. And we're all like, holy crap, this movie's amazing, this is the closest we'll ever get to X-Men! And we're like, yeah, X-Men wearing leather! Because Wolverine has that line, or Cyclops has the line, what do you expect us to wear, you know, yellow spandex? Right. You know, and we're like, yeah, because that's what they wore in the comics was yellow spandex. Which is funny because you see the production pictures of X-Men Dark Phoenix that's coming out this summer, they're wearing yellow spandex. Right. So it all comes full circle. (laughs) Terrible. Layers. It's so dense. So, yeah, they, they brought it all together, and you have this, and you're like, oh, my God, they're taking this so seriously. This is the newest wave of comic book movies, which lasts all the way till what I consider the third wave, which is 2008, which is the MC, beginning mm-hmm. of the MCU. Right. And, uh, well, it was, so it was interesting, because, and, and we haven't, I mean, we've jumped around a bit with the movies that have kind of come and gone, and there's some that we were talking earlier before we started recording that there's some that we've missed, like Ghost Rider, like a lot of Riders um, on the storm. movies that uh, miss the mark. Riders in <laughs> the sky. So the the you know dozens of X Men movies that they've come out with, and you know all the different Spider Man movies, and Spawn, Tank Girl. Well, it, well Ghost those were the 90s. Are we going to talk about Ghost World? Well, that's... You would love to talk you. about Ghost I would World. love nothing more than to talk about Ghost World and American Splendor and... I have a crush on Thor Birch. Uh, well. <laughs> Remember... No, st- no comment. I want to watch a movie about Steve Buscemi as a record collector. <laughs> so... I don't know. Like, I really liked American Splendor, in all honesty. I, I think it'll be... I, I think it was an interesting... That decade was interesting in almost becoming that same exact thing that happened in the 70s and 80s, where you had this really strong start, and then everything petered out. Yes. And it was easily headed in that direction. You know, people didn't like Spider-Man 3... 
um, you know, people hated X Men three. Like right, like in movies like Ghost Rider, and I don't know. I mean, what else am I missing from that? I mean, Hellboy we liked, but. You know, they Hulk. weren't super successful. There was a Hulk movie before there was the other official Hulk he movie. He fought Hulk dogs. He fought Hulk dogs. There was a couple of Hulks at that point. That was just the one. Well, there were two. There were two Hulk movies. No, it was, it was Hulk, and then there was the Incredible Hulk, which was part, part of, of the MCU. MCU. Right, exactly. That's that's the so third wave. Was, that's with... It was, yeah. it was on its way to becoming that false start, but this is like fresh... This is a fresh start for comic book. Yeah, new beginning. Closer to we're the, gonna do it right. Close to the source material. And we're gonna make it comic booky. We're gonna we're gonna have Superman returns. He's gonna return. See now, yeah, that's right. There's Brian Singer one. is gonna come back. He's gonna he's gonna make this movie. Um, it's gonna be a remake of of the Donner Superman <laughs> almost to a T. Well, and yeah, and that's true. And we've talked about it before, but the 05 uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Right? Yeah, we that talked about that. That was sort of the moving in another direction. Yeah, we've covered most of those, I think. Right. And so this is like, are we going to, you know, that you can see that they're trying to strike that balance between the, let's make it about the comic book and let's have fun with that, but also like we can't make it too silly. And and I feel like that it's boils gotta be down serious. to we got to have leather costumes. Well, right, exactly. I feel like the the balance is struck right in Wolverine, right where he has the hair. Yeah, he has the goofy the, the stupid hair. hair that you hate, <laughs> and then the like the leather costume that honestly, had they worn the yellow spandex, it probably would have aged better. Yeah, I think so too. I think the funny thing is, is like him wearing the jean jacket and jeans, the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Right, listening to Rush, he's like, "Screw you, Professor X." Just <laughs> <laughs> call me Tom Sawyer, man. Is there any better drummer than Neil Pert? <laughs> God, <laughs> it ain't easy being the X Men. <laughs> I think they really should have like leaned in the Canadian version of this. Yeah, I think that would have been greater. It's like I, 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 as I said with the Black Panther review, I'm just tired of watching white people. Yeah. Now saying that about Canada, I would just if like Canada to me is not really that white. It's just like a, a weird culture all to itself. To so just lean into the Canadian version of this movie, yeah, it would have been okay. That would have been great. Right? Would have been it, like yeah. Northern Exposure, Northern <laughs> Exposure. <laughs> Right. Ex. Northern exposure. <laughs> well, they, we already said we had the Mex Men, and now right. we have Northern Exposure, <laughs> which is the Canadian version of 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 the X Men. Right. Yeah, I, I'm all for this. this I think is this is fine. a great idea. This is fine. I fully support this idea. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people watching Degrassi. <laughs> exactly. Which we did we talk about that on the podcast? Well, I, or we we mentioned about, it. Yeah, okay, no, yeah. we mentioned it. Yeah, Degrassi. Drake. The Degrassi. Oh no, I think we mentioned it earlier when we were upstairs I, I because remember. we were talking about Dr- anyway. It doesn't Drake. Matter. It doesn't matter. I think it's no, we late. talked about the six it's on the podcast. Getting late, you yeah. guys. We've already we went we've already went over an hour on this. So. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the production. Uh, so yeah, X Men. This this movie. Is, okay, so getting back on track. Okay, this movie is shot incredibly well. As much as we hate Brian Singer as a yes. person, uh, yeah, he has directorial skills. Sure, 
I mean, better than most directors. Because, as I always say, Thor is the worst directed movie of all time. This movie knows how to frame an actor. This movie knows how to direct an actor. Ian McKellen's phoning it in a little bit. He's doing a lot of, like, the phony, like, I'm an evil person lines, and this is how I'm going to deliver my lines, and blah, 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 blah. Um, I just looked it up because I was curious. Um, this was the eighth highest uh, grossing movie of 2000. Um, the number one movie was the uh, sort of animated, but not really, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Really? Yeah. That's a terrible movie. Uh, Cast Away, I think MI2. Killed Dr. Seuss. Gladiator, first great movie. Ah. Right. Uh, and then number five, you'll love this. The Mel Gibson romantic comedy, What Women Want. Oh, that movie's so bad. Number that- five. Movies that do not age well for 400, Alex. Uh, six and seven, just to uh, fill in the gaps. The Perfect Storm, Meet the Parents. All we right, got a so wicked noise. We got a there. wicked noise to coming out here, George Clooney. How are we gonna get through this one? Number nine, scary movie, and number ten, what lies beneath? Kevin, the question is: is how do they know what happened on the boat if everyone on the boat died in the in the perfect storm? I don't know. They say it says based on a true story, but everyone on the boat died. Perfect so storm. How do, how do they know what happened on the on the boat there, Kevin? It was a perfect storm. Kevin, how do they know what happened on the boat? The perfect storm, Kevin. It's a transformer. It's a transformer. Oh my god, I think <laughs> I discovered a, trans- a transformer. <laughs> there was a transformer on the boat. I think that's, that's a great family guy, I think, is where they say, like, like uh, um, Mark Wahlberg in, in, in Confused, I think, is the movie. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> huh? What? He's very confused all the time. <laughs> the, I, but that's the thing is like the perfect storm based on a true story. How do they know what happened on the boat if everyone on the boat died? It's not based on a true story. It's based on conjecture, Kevin. It's based on con- that we should have been good. based on conjecture. The yeah. perfect storm. That's what I say. <laughs> Inadmissible. Inadmissible. All of it in court. <laughs> the perfect storm. All, all of it. Ridiculous. All these people died getting fish. Speaking of storm. For your, your Gordon's fisherman, X-Men. your Gordon's fisherman. It, I'm fish trying sticks. to reel no, it in. No, no, Gordon's fisherman's <laughs> fish stick. These people died so that you could get Gordon's fisherman's fish sticks. This is a Gordon fisherman. That was their uh, jingle. Six men died on this expedition. If you can think of a better way of making ice, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> No one can. No one. No. Uh, it's true. It's like it's like we're supposed to feel sorry for these guys who are overfishing their oceans. Yeah. We don't have any fish anymore because these guys are keep on making fish. Yeah, so that no. way we have to pro- farm our salmon now. We have to farm our salmon. Off the coast of Chile. Because, because- we dye it pink <laughs> artificially. So ridiculous. That, so that these people can overfish our oceans so that way we can have a cheap filet of fish on Fridays during Lent. Oh, God. It's the Christians. It's always the Christians. <laughs> it's Catholics. It's Catholics. Catholics specifically. It's like, hey, can't eat meat? Here's here's a fish sandwich made yeah. of pre-processed fish with a slice of American cheese thrown <laughs> on it. You know, what, you know what I want on Don't a Friday, Kevin? Sauce. Kevin, you know what I want on a Friday? Hot tartar sauce. <laughs> oh, God. 
All right, guys, I'm sorry. I have to try to rein this in. I've tried, but now he's talking about <laughs> food. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. This is not good radio. <laughs> Just out of spite, I'm not editing this at all. This is all going in. This is all going into the podcast. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. X-Men. Two thumbs. <laughs> all right, right. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for listening to Comic Book No, because we got to... Uh, hold on. Look, I give this an A. It's fine. Moving on. No. Um, so we got we to gotta talk about some uh, comic book news coming out. Black Panther. Yes. Across the about billion last dollar billion mark. Billion dollar mark, which I called... I called oh, that yeah. months ago. Oh, yeah. Black Panther would be the first Marvel movie uh, outside <clears throat> the Avengers that crosses the now, billion dollar mark. Now, uh, interestingly, who was it? Someone said that this was the first um, comic book movie uh, origin story to cross the billion dollar mark. Would you call this an origin story? No. Let, be- now, let's, let's just get real nerdy and semantics here. No. No, 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 no. Um, Black Panther had his introduction in uh, uh, Captain America, the... the mm-hmm. The third one, Civil but, War. But uh, flip side of that, he doesn't really officially take the mantle of Black Panther. I don't know what you mean by that. this movie, right, Kevin? So this I don't is know the what origin you mean by of that. him officially being Black Panther. No, no. Just saying. sorry. That's Sorry. why I brought it up because I. If I you want to go the first movie in a series that takes the billion dollar mark. Eh. Well, no, because it's not because Let's the Avengers face it. would be well, yeah, the but that's, first one. Yeah, that's a, a bunch series. of heroes. I, I well, will, but there have been three, look, two Kevin, Avengers the movies. The, the only thing out that matters is that months. I predicted that Black Panther would be the first Marvel movie that outside of the Avengers. That is the that only will, thing that matters. Well, across you the billion dollar mark, yes. That is the only thing that matters. And for some odd reason, China has not shown this movie, even though it stars all black cast. That's the most. That's the craziest thing of this whole thing. That is surprising. Um. The next comic book movie that will be coming out from Marvel, the MCU, will be Infinity War. Yeah. Which will probably also cross the billion dollar mark. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Which yeah. I f- I'm still... The weird thing is, is that we are... It, this is early March when we were recording this. Not a lot of press for Infinity War yet. Yeah. It's interesting. Disney at this point doesn't care about us. They're like, you're <laughs> going to see our movies. You're going to see this movie. Release a trailer. It's yeah. enough. It's enough for you. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Not go see this movie? Yeah, Oscars that came out. You know what? We're preview. We're gonna we're gonna put out there. Christopher Robin. That's the preview yeah. you're gonna see during the 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 Oscars. Sure, it's gonna be really creepy. It's gonna be Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna care about this movie. Well, yeah, yeah but you're gonna see the Infinity War regardless. Right. So, yeah, might as well. Right. Movie's gonna be a mess. No one's going to know what's going on. It's going to end with a non-ending it's because gonna there's going to be non-ending. another... See, there's going to be a second one. $1. 1.5 That's what <laughs> I said on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what's going to be on. I think that before we before Infinity War comes out in late April, we should do a recap of the entire MCU. I think that's what we should do. We should kind of just go over it. A lot of people have been doing it now leading up to Infinity War, but I, I agree with you. Let's let's do it. About two weeks right before Infinity yeah. War comes out, we should go the, go go over the list of the 18 movies that have come out mm, so far. Black Panther was number 18. Yeah, that's what I said. 18, so, yeah. yeah, it'll be 20 it'll be 20 or so at that point. Yeah, we might have to re re 
do some of our grades on some of these movies. Yeah, so I redid recently with Black Panther my letterboxed uh, ranking, my list of all 18 movies in the MCU. My letter grades no longer make any sense. <laughs> my star ratings do not make any sense. I I feel good about it right now. You can find me. I'm uh, K White says is uh, is my uh, my name on Letterbox. It's a great site. Um, if you like movies. Find me on there. I have my ranking of the MCU. Um, I actually have Black Panther at number two. Number two. Overall, second best. I definitely would put Black Panther probably in the top ten. <laughs> okay. Top I, 10. I can't... It's, it's hard to say, because I think, like, there's Avengers, Iron Man, um... I have Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, one. yeah. Black Panther at number two. I think Avengers might be number five for me, yeah. which for a while was my number one. Anyway, that's why I very I I have it. I'm I feel good about it. But where have you put Battle of Five Armies? <laughs> this whole thing. It's that remains put, to be seen. Yeah, where have you put Apt Pupil? <laughs> this remains to be seen. Um. Yes, and. Uh, other kind of movie news, we haven't really had a ton... Uh, we could talk a little bit about Captain Marvel. We were talking yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. Brie Larson. You just about... love Brie Larson. Well, no, I mean, it, I happened to read it today, so I thought, well, let's, let me make a you know a mental yeah. note of it. The, we knew that this was going to take place during the 90s. I, I hope they de-age Samuel L. Jackson for this movie. They're going to do something. They're going to have to remove I his mustache or something. I hope he looks like the, the, the robber of McDowell's in Coming to America in this sure, movie. Sure, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So or, he, he uh, will say, hold on to your butts. Or, or and, she, I was going to uh, say, that'll yeah. be it. Or the, um, the DJ from Do the Right Thing. So the idea was that... You know, this is going to be so when uh, Nick Fury says to uh, Tony Stark at one point, either it's an Iron Man or Avengers or something, it's he Iron says, Man. you know, that you're, you know, part of a larger world. The uh, Feige said the other day that this was like, you know, this is going to be his first Tony Stark's uh, Tony Stark, Nick Fury's first exposure to that world this is going to be like the first superhero of sorts that he is going to meet now i don't know anything about captain marvel i don't know anything about uh, i i just want this real larson except that i uh you're in love with her. kind of want to marry her yeah i'm already married but my wife understand um she we would. could work this out it would be fine we'd figure it out you know what i don't like about brie larson she's kind of like one of those like People who have been in Hollywood since they've been really, really young, so it's like they know nothing other than Hollywood. Yeah, it's like you'd think like, oh, well, Brie Larson, you know, she she got famous for Twenty One Jump Street. No, she's been in Hollywood for years. Yeah, yeah. It's your wife right. would understand. Okay. Your your yeah. wife would understand. She understands. Yeah. She gets it. Yeah. Um, you like the room, or no? That's the room. What's the what's the room? Movie? Room. Not to be confused with the room. Yeah, you like which room. is the yeah. which is the. You know the Tommy Wiseau, yeah, movie that they made. That, I I thought it was fine. It, I was in. Remember huge how Gary Oldman won an Oscar for beating his wife, and they, they didn't nominate <laughs> James Franco because he was kind right? of accused, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, come weird. on, he won the damn Oscar for best best actor for yeah. doing an imitation. Uh, we oh, will Churchill. fight the yeah. We will fight yeah. the yeah. I, I could do an impression of, of Churchill. I said the same thing. You put me right? in makeup for seven hours, I could do that. Right. 
It was a lot of just like making flabbergasted noises and waving your cigar. That was what in the morning y'all still be a bitch. It's not to say that Gary Oldman's not a great actor. Like you look at a lot of his other roles, he's he's a good actor. He's not a great actor. I would say he's a great actor. He's a great over actor. (laughs) He's a good actor. Well, and this is this is something that I think is interesting. That I think that he overacts where it's appropriate. Right when he needs to go full bombastic Gary Oldman, whether it's I know you hate Dracula, but have you seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? I hate that movie, and I think he's the only good part of it. Have you seen Sid and Nancy? Yeah, well, that's a great example of where he goes for it. Yeah, and I think it's appropriate well, because if, of that's who he's playing. He's playing Sid Vicious. You've got to go for it. Slag yes. off. I would go for it. I said slag off, Kevin. where he restrains it is in, like, you know, the Harry Potter movies or... Immortal Beloved. Even he... I feel like he's restrained for the character in, like, The Professional. Really? He's crazy, but he could go way over the top. Of this Mickey Mouse! Bullshit. I think he could go way over the top, and he doesn't. Yeah. Now, this is me defending a guy who hit his wife I, with a, with a phone in yeah. front of their children. Um, so, I mean, for the record, I think he's a terrible person, but too. But you know what? I think... But I believe that he is a great actor. I think this is one of those things that we have to talk about with this movie as well. Is It's something that I talk... So, for those who don't know, I teach a movies class, uh, a cinema class in, you know... To high school students, let's be fair. It's not like I'm teaching this on a college level. Right, it's a blow-off class. Yeah, it's a blow-off class. Um, but a fun one. I have to teach the kids the difference between um, art and the artist. Like, mm-hmm. we have to, you have to separate art from the artist in terms of the artist's personal life between what the artist produces and from, from what the artist produces. So Woody Allen is an awful human being yeah. that produces great art. Right. You have to divorce the art from the artist. Right. And then you are free as a person to sort of reconcile that however you wish. If you're just like, I'm not going to support the art because the artist is a piece of crap, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Which goes into X-Men. Right. Brian Singer's kind of a piece of crap. And X-Men, though it's not art, is still enough where you're like, okay... Yeah, it's not like, a bad movie. This is a, this is a fun movie, blockbuster. Um, yeah, big movie, lots to like here. Great rewatch value in opposed to uh, Usual Suspects or <laughs> you know, right? Or that classic Hollywood flick, apt pupil. Remember, <laughs> I mean, the, like the late two thousands had a bunch of movies where it had no rewatch value whatsoever, like like Usual Suspects or late Fight 90s, Club, late nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, seven. Fight Club, Usual Seven suspects. I'll rewatch. Seven I like. That's just a dark, weird movie. Yeah. And you know how I'm I'm iffy on Fincher. But I that's I don't one understand that I like. how you're iffy on Fincher. I think Fincher Part of is it is brilliant. I hate Fight Club. That's part of it. Yeah, but you hate no, no, you don't hate Fight Club. You hate people who like Fight Club. That's true. I didn't like Fight Club, but I hate people who love Fight Club. Yeah, exactly. I have a rule going back to Letterboxd where if someone follows me and you can list your favorite movies, you can like have them featured on your profile. If someone follows me and they have Fight Club on their profile, I do not follow them back. What if they had Ocean's Eleven though? 
That's okay. It's Soderbergh. I don't it's care. Soderbergh. I, Soderbergh. I don't. I. I. I would be skeptical of that person because that's a very fun movie, but it certainly should not be anyone's favorite movie. But come on, you know, Soderbergh's love, fine. You know what I love about the Ocean's Eleven movie? How they do the whole heist, and then at, after the heist, they have to have the explanation of the heist. Yeah, and all well, and three of those movies, they did the exact same thing. Yeah, it's the same heist. And then everyone who's watching the movie has to go, "Oh, that's how they did that's it. That's how they did it." Did you see Logan Lucky? Did you watch it yet? Not yet. It's fun. It's that one was weird because that's the movie where um, they explain the heist at the end, and um, I have to watch it again because I did not understand it. Yeah, did not get the heist. I'm sorry. I must be a moron because I did not get did it. Did Adam Driver get shirtless in it? Did we see some Ben? You know Swallow? what? No, but he is terrible in that movie because you know who cannot do a uh, West Virginia. Sort of, West I'm going to say white trash. I know that's offensive on some way, but accent. Nah, uh, nah, Adam Driver cannot do that accent. Take me home. Channing Tatum's great. Country road. Love me some Channing Tatum. They do that uh, song. Uh, of course they big, do. It's the only song about West Virginia. It's a key. Uh, it actually plays a key role in the movie. I liked it a lot. I yeah. liked it. It's almost as good as the original Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Almost. Almost. Very close. The original Ocean's Eleven is a great it's movie. It's very good. I watched yeah. it recently. I actually watched it ri- not it long up. before I watched Logan's uh, Lucky. Logan Lucky. You can only say that about like Logan one Lucky. movie starring Scott Kahn, and that is Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> it's true. Casey Affleck. Now, did you know that the original <laughs> Ocean's Eleven... Um, they were supposed to, I don't, I, I don't know if it's actually in the movie or if it's like, it was referenced, but then they were cut. They were, uh, like all army buddies. They're like oh. World War Two, like army buddies. Yeah. And that was like the, the prep hey, part of the premise. Sammy, remember seven with me in World War Two? No, I don't know, Dean, cause I wasn't integrated yet. <laughs> I maybe drove the truck for you. All right. This I will edit out. This I'm going to... This I'm cutting. Knock it off, you two. We got to go rob a casino. That's me. That's Dean Martin uh, stirring his glass. Would you like to swing Actually, I'm drunk enough to do Dean Martin at this point, so sure. it's okay. All right. So uh, so what grade will you give X-Men? I'm trying to just wrap us up so I can get the hell out of your house. Yeah, Go true. home to my family. Um, I You know, I'll give it a B plus. Yeah. Um, it's, that sounds right. It's solid enough that I will. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. And it's. I think it holds up. I mean, oh, it holds up because none of the actors looked any older than it actually is. Um, but it's in the the plot is so paper thin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing really there. It's I mean, very comic it's, booky. It's like so thin. It's your window to weight loss. It's <laughs> it's it's just like you're like it's comic booky. It doesn't mean it's so hollow. I could eat it, and I, it's not cheating on my diet. No calories. No calories for the X Men. None of the act, none of the acting is really that good in it. I mean, everyone's kind of phoning it in. I don't think that anyone knew or sort of appreciated what it would become, where this was going, and like, was this going to be a thing? Yeah. I think it would be hard to get that cast now for a movie like this. I mean, what was it? Days of Future Past was the last time that you had this cast together, and even then they had to edit out Anna Paquin, because she she was barely in the movie. Yeah. 
They have, they actually had to create an Anna Paquin cut of the movie, <laughs> right? That they released. Uh, yeah, it was it was it's it's an interesting, it's it's a very famous cast beforehand, but they weren't really acting that great. None of the acting it was just kind of was. It like, just it just kind of did its thing. The movie it's very held up. Work. Um, the effects are fine for the time. Yeah. I mean, they do not hold up. No, not at all. Um, there was can, some blue screen that was really iffy was in this just, movie. Yeah, it was wonky. There was the <laughs> that scene with Wolverine on the motorcycle. You're like, ah, yeah. It was just it doesn't it's, turn of any decade for some reason is always really iffy. You know that like middle part, and you're like, oh, okay, they're like using interesting techniques, and then like yeah. they get cutting edge. Yeah, I mean, that's I, what they do. They try to get cutting edge, and it's not ready yet. Yeah, I, the blue screen in Chariots of Fire in '81 was just rough. True, <laughs> <laughs> all that running, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, then you're watching it, and you're just like, ah, this is this does not look good. But everyone looks kind of the same, so I can't argue it. My wife just yeah. came in. Um, so aside from that, yeah, B plus. What do you what do you say? I'm with you. All right. Yeah, I this is fine. I I, I think it'll be interesting to see where this series goes over the next two episodes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it X, goes X two. It goes, and then it gets united with X three. Yes, it does. Yeah. So go to planetarbitrary.com for planetarbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at planetarbitrary. You can follow Kevin at at K White says like our Facebook page backslash comic book logic you could like uh like our sister podcast uh game classy podcast which is all about tabletop gaming play on podcast which is all about video games <laughs> sorry i had to think <laughs> about that for a second something video games super smash brothers uh <sighs> D- deconstructing daycare which is all about kitty shows in a modern context of the, mm. the eyes of the parent yeah. and weeb town which is our twitch youtube show wow yeah that's a lot, a lot of, of shows going on there a lot of stuff we're busy Yes, the best way you can like help out the podcast is like, comment, and subscribe on the iTunes. Do so, give us like at least ratings. You can now rate on iTunes without reviewing, which mm-hmm. is kind of awesome because you used to have to review. So now you can just give us five stars and go on about your day, which is very cool, and that will help. So, Kevin, until X2. Uh, okay. That's all I got. Comic, what, logic, logic.